Beth's gold watch. Kara remained silent, too moved by the simple story of brotherly love to comment. She watched him stroke the face of the gold watch, encircling his arm, his expression slack in the firelight. It was a fine moment between us, he continued. Jeff couldn't have given his blessing more eloquently, or magnanimously. He stood awfully tall to me in that moment. She said softly, You love him very much, don't you? Yep, Ryan said, rising to his lanky height. He's still the tallest man I'll ever know. I'll get us some more wine. He had been gone for a while before her thoughtful state was penetrated by the sound of retching from the bathroom. She sat up, alarmed. Ryan? She exclaimed, getting up. Ryan! She found him doubled over the basin, holding a wet cloth to his mouth. His face was ghostly gray. My God, Ryan, what is it? It's nothing to worry about, Ryan gasped between heaves. Just this stomach virus. Let me call your doctor. No, there's nothing he can do. I'll be all right in a few minutes. Just get me a glass of cold water, will you? She did as he asked and watched as he took a couple of pills. Get ready for bed, she ordered, right now. Ryan didn't argue. While he was in the bathroom, Kara turned down the covers and switched on the electric blanket. She filled a glass with fresh water and placed it on his nightstand. Ryan came out of the bathroom a few minutes later wearing pajamas. These PJs are for your benefit, I want you to know. Come on, she said, holding the covers for him to slip under. His sick pallor frightened her. You won't get any argument from me. He attempted a grin, and Kara tried to smile back. Do I sound bossy? She asked. Yes, but I like it, Ryan murmured as she pulled the covers up to his chin. Is there anything I can do for you before I leave? Ryan's sandy lashes fluttered sleepily. The pills had been sedatives. If you'll just open the blinds to let the moonlight in. Thanks for a great day, Puritan. Thank you, Ryan. She stooped to kiss his forehead. Sleep well. No fear of that he mumbled drowsily as his face closed in sleep. Kara looked down at the ashen face and wished suddenly, inexplicably, for this man's brother. The strange desire persisted when she went downstairs into the cold February night to her Volkswagen parked beside the red Ferrari. If you two aren't a classic example of Lady and the Tramp, she observed in wry amusement, she drove out of the parking lot into the evening flow of traffic toward Boston, hardly aware of the other motorists. Images of the day, scraps of remembered conversation, floated like random leaves in her mind. The chill around her heart would not go away. The familiar taste of loss was in her mouth. Ryan's response to her query about his trip came back to her. One to last forever, he had said, almost as if he had no plans to go again. Other phrases floated disjointedly, lazily, teasing at her memory, like a haunting concerto whose name eluded her. I'll get all the rest I need soon. Let's go before the light begins to fade. Suddenly, her foot slammed down on the brake pedal. The small tires squealed in protest at the suddenness of the illegal U-turn in the middle of the street. Kara barely heard them. The sound of her own cry had filled her ears. Under the covered parking ramp, the Ferrari seemed to be waiting for her, as if it had expected her return. 
Kara fumbled in her purse for the key to the townhouse that Ryan had insisted she have. She let herself in, listening. Then she walked to the door of Ryan's bedroom. A band of moonlight like a mask lay across his eyes. They were open and observed her standing in the doorway without surprise or alarm. The rest of his face was in shadow. Hello again, he said softly, and Kara thought he smiled in the darkness. Why did you come back? You know why, Ryan. And why is that, love? I know how ill you are, Ryan. It's terminal, isn't it? Her entire being pleaded with him to deny it. But the answering silence confirmed what she dreaded. How much more time? She asked. But her knees had turned to water. Not much. I'm living on the borrowed end of it. Incredulous, Kara walked to the bed and gaped down at the handsome, gaunt face. It can't be, she whispered.